lovelies, how are you? Krista's here with some happy frogs and hearts and getting lost on her days for a minute. Yeah, well, it doesn't help <clears throat> that you all over there went through your time changer Rooney, which I, I just hate that. Like, I, every time that happens, the time changes, I feel like I'm discombobulated for like uh, fucking weeks. Black Hat stopping with some alien heads. Black Hat, how you doing? I forgot to check, by the way. I meant to check this the other day. I meant to check and see if I got a copyright strike for playing the Godzilla music. As it looks, uh, I did not. I did not. Interesting. Very interesting. Alright, well, I'm going to have to pull that down real quick. How are you all? I have had a very couple busy days. I've got uh, a headache, so uh, I have only the slightest bit of some booze in this here McCafe brand Coca-Cola. Well, it's Coke Zero or Diet Coke. This is a little bit of booze in here. I was like, I'm gonna drink a whole lot because tomorrow is gonna be brutal. A brutal day. Black Hat is tired because she went to the dumb VA today. As opposed to the smart VA. Oh shit, what did I just hit? Fucking cord. Stay up over there. That's where I want you. Yes, that's where I want you. That's good. Yes, it pleases me. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Alright, that's I feel like better and more appropriate to they're like hmm subject a superpower check uh, can she still smell snakes something with my sound is off let's see it looks it looks like it switched to my shitty microphone so instead uh, of using the quality microphone, it is using crap microphone. So let's change that to, why is it not turned on? Weird. Mm, great. Fucking uh, blew my audio, blew my video up. Whoops, let's uh, reload that scene and try that again. Somebody say something in chat because now I don't know if this is uh, fucked or not. Hopefully not. Hopefully it just was being s silly. Mm. It's not good. It's not good, y'all. Now that is the better microphone. So that's that. That's the better microphone microphone. On the same token, we also need to turn this on. See, I was having issues with this. There was like power uh, issues. There were like power problems last week. And so I had to turn, uh, I had to turn the shit on and off. And I think the system, the XSplit, the broadcaster, goes, oh, disconnected devices. Well, let me reset all your defaults then. How about that? So thank you for bringing uh, me to attention. The sound was off. And I'm glad to hear that it is now much better. And also, I see the chat coming through in the little preview window. So apparently, now all is right with the stream. Not the world. The world's still fucked. Um, they're wondering who's screwing with my superpowers. Doing investigation. They were like, <clears throat> have you been eating rotten scallops? No. Well, we're detecting a high level of rotten scallop, and it's interfering with your superpowers. Are you sure you didn't eat any? Thank you, Sam. I never ate. That's you. <laughs> 
Krista, how you doing? How uh, how was everybody else's weekend? Let's uh, follow up on some more uh, before we get to the topic. Topic, just follow up on some administrative level stuff. There is, by the way, new stream tomorrow. So this is going to be a weird week for streaming. No stream tomorrow because I have to go to work at 10 o'clock at night. And I don't know how late I'm going to be up working. So most likely I'm going to go to bed and take a nice little nap, nap, nap a And uh, go to bed and then get up for that because I may have to stay up until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So I just can't do a stream and do all that in the same night. Um, just fucking wrecked. Uh, we'll try to be back Wednesday. I know we were originally thinking of doing a fill the glass guest spot Thursday, but I need to cancel that with him because I will be in a remote location. Now I should have this tablet with me, which means we will have streaming ability. However, I will not have the enhanced microphone. So you're not going to get the enhanced audio. However, you will have a different special treat that I think you will all love very, very much. So in that regard, you are not going to want to miss the Thursday stream. Uh, Krista is also exhausted in getting some R&R. &R. The baby boy and the daughter are living there since Wednesday. Uh, I mean, is it like just a lot of baby crying and commotion and all that sort of stuff? Also, I need to set my phone so that, uh, at this time of night, it does not start giving me blips for people sending me messages. Every now and then people are like, oh, yeah, they're talking, like, like my hands and shit are getting fucked up from just being on my phone all the time. Put this goddamn thing down. I need to get back and reconnect it so that I can you send text messages and all that shit through my uh, computer here, especially during the day. I don't know why I haven't done it. I just haven't gone through the fucking hassle of doing all that horse shit. So again, no stream tomorrow. I think I missed a spot shaving my head. Uh, no stream tomorrow. Special stream fun stuff. Thursday. Okay. I think you're going to like it. Uh, you think he's getting sick, so he's extra cranky. Ugh. Poor sick. Poor sick baby. That makes me sad. Wait, how uh, is, uh, is the baby old enough to have teeth? Is he teething? Can you imagine that? Imagine that if you had that now. Instead of your, instead of your, instead of the fucking tooth pain, you have sealed gums. So your gums are just like a nice little meat strip. And then sharp pieces of bone basically just start cutting their way up through that. Here you go. Here's your little teeth. It's kind of like want to throw up thinking about it. <laughs> hey. That's like, uh, like Wolverine, except your mouth. So you get that with your wisdom teeth, so you get them pulled. I, I can't remember. I think... I think mine might have, like, come out. I don't know. I mean, I, I know I went in and had surgery and have them removed. But, like, the wisdom tea thing is weird because I swear, like, you're still a fucking idiot when you get them. You're, like, 12 or some shit or whatever when you get them. Like, in wisdom teeth. You're still a complete dope at that age in your life. <laughs> they tried to but they couldn't. They said it's a uh, uh, superpower to prevent them. And as you want to know what that is, I just put my fingers in my mouth and push at them. 
You still have yours? I mean, I, I know some people do. If it if it's not if it's not impacting your other teeth, you get extra teeth. Why not have some extra teeth? But like mine, because I had all sorts of orthodontics uh, to fix my teeth. The wisdom teeth were definitely going to fuck all that up. So that was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and surgically remove those for you. I told, I told you the Christmas. Do you guys remember me telling the Christmas story about my wisdom teeth? Does that ring a bell? Did I ever share that on stream? There's a smaller crew here today, so I don't know if anyone else remembers that. Oh, yes. Black Cat says yes. All right. Then we won't go through that one again. <laughs> See, it's weird because I have these stories. And then I'm like, I can't remember who all I've told all this shenanigan crapola to before. Um, so, you know, it, confuse. It make me a uh, confuse. Ah, uh, yes. The nice big... Pus deliciousness. And I feel like if you only had like one good story, and you're like, I know I've told you that once, but like, I have a lot of, I feel like I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of, I have a lot of shit to talk about, which is why we do this fucking show. This is really getting to get my favorite stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting because also being here in Arizona, even though it still gets dark at about 5.30ish, 6 o'clock, it doesn't seem as quote-unquote bad as that back home. And I think because it's sunny all during the day. And you're like, okay, so there's just some more nighttime. It's kind of cooler and kind of nice out at night. No big deal. And uh, I already have friends back home. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I hate this. It's like 4.59. It's kind of sunny-ish. And then 5 o'clock hits and it's pitch black. And it's like cold. It's like 40 degrees, 30 degrees. Yeah, pitch black. It's absolutely fucking dark. Gone. I mean, it's it's pretty dark here, but I don't know. It's just different. It's weird. And it's neat. I'm going to say it's neat because, like, when I was driving home from the gym today, what was super cool was seeing the silhouette of the mountains in the background uh, as the sun was finishing its descent. You could just see, like, the mountains looming back there. And it's like, dude, it's fucking cool. That's so fucking cool. I love it. The way sun hits the earth because of the latitude. That's true. It's very true. I love mountain silhouette. <laughs> that sounds like a... That's another band for... Did we just come up with another band for King Dinosaur? We've We've stacked up so many bands while he's been gone that guy's gonna get back he's gonna have to start like nine bands how's he ever gonna keep up with this i can't remember what the other names of them were so he's gonna have to go back and watch the replay of every stream and watch for that but i think like mountainous silhouette would be legit that that'd be like a that'd be like a, a prog fucking like It'd be like Spock's Beard or one of those bands, you know? It'd be like a, it'd be like, you have like nine guitarists and like four keyboard players and like two drummers, but like one of the drummers also plays like kalimbas and tambourines and like, you're like, my God, there's like 20 people on stage. It's a fucking orchestra. Yeah, dude. It's just you know, we got like a lot of stuff to play and and mixing various tones. It's pretty good. If you guys listen to Spock's Beard, it's an actual band. Spock's 
beard. Which remember in the mirror in front of me for my Spock's beard? It's not fucking Spock's beard. But there's a band called Spock's Beard. It's not like the main sort of music that I listen to, but every now and then, and it, I gotta be honest, it's really good. The, the fucking, those guys are really good fucking musicians. What they should have done is they should have mixed voice clips from Spock in, like they're doing all those techno songs and shit, you know. Uh, um. Oh wait, from Anthony Sonia's chimney. It's just fucking nightbot. Have you guys seen? By the way, people have this in their chat. Everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. Of course, that's all I'm saying. But a lot of these channels have this like butts bot that will just repeat shit that people say, but like replace it with the word butts or whatever. I just find that so annoying. Like I have blocked and banned that fucking account. Like it's not funny. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Did you ever see my bus riot video? Someone mentioned that'd be a good bit. Yeah, bus riot. Bus ride riot. B R R. Yeah, dude, are you into B R R? Oh man, we saw them live down over at the the Shenanigan Shack. It's fucking legit, dude. They played a. They played some cuts off their rare album. Wet on the seat, and like those songs, man. Like you know, the studio totally fucked those guys. And so then, like, there was the other song that's like, you know, someone farted on the. Someone farted by the bus pass. Whatever the fuck in. Uh, you know, it's fucking legit tracks, man. Okay, I'm back. Oh my god, do I have a heavy hand? What do you mean? Writing? Like writing on paper? Or to deliver an open hand slap? Or bitch slap? Or power slap? Or chop? Or a hammer blow? Oh, pouring alcohol. Just be careful. Be careful. That's all I'm going to say. I occasionally have a heavy hand myself, so I shouldn't. Uh, yeah. Just be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Especially with, like, orange juice. I feel like something like, like screwdrivers, it's like, it starts with, like, you know, a half ounce of vodka or ounce of vodka and a bunch of orange juice. And slowly the ratio swaps places. You basically, at that point, drinking just pure vodka with about a shot glass full of orange juice <laughs> talk about a rapid way to get hammered i love a good screwdriver though ice cold orange juice ice cold grape juice and vodka mm -hmm. i have a grape juice craving right now it's frustrating um here's another point of note this is super important okay so I really want you to pay attention. This is it's monumental. Right? For the first time in my life today, first time, uncharted territory. I've never experienced this before. Decided, I know this is risky, but it just needs to happen. I got a McRib. I, I ate a fucking McRib from McDonald's. I don't know why, but I was just kind of scared of the McRib. Or just dismissive of the McRib. And um, I'm like, yeah, before they disappear, I got to get a McRib. Got to get a McRib. It was, it was, it was, pre it was pretty good. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I don't think it's as amazing as people make it out to be. But Meow the Cat is late in doing some weirdness. What, what are you doing? Did you like lube up a piece of wheat and put it up your pee-pee hole? What do you mean you're doing some weirdness? 
With this crew, you can't say a thing like that. But wishing a great one and well, happy Godzilla. Meow the cat. You should probably stay for a couple more minutes if you can. I know you're going to like hurry and scurry off and do whatever. Ooh, Londi is here. And now making his way to the ring, Beefy Londi. By the way, I know you guys are like, oh, I'm beautiful, which I'm not. I look like a hamburger. But Londi's fucking beautiful. Londi's fucking shredded. He's a beautiful British beefcake. His amazing accent. The dude is just fucking, oh. Yeah. Although he likes feet. Um, yes, me on the cat. You, you, you should stay for a minute. And Londi, I got something else to sh uh, show too. It's kind of cool. Um, after we get done talking. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. Londi, does the Mackies, Mackies, when I say it to you guys, I say Mackies, because I think if I call it McDonald's, you'd be like, what, what, do, do the UK Mackies, do you guys have the McRib? Do they have the McRib over there, or is it like a US only thing? I'm just curious about that sort of stuff. It's like, mm, did they get that? I know that. You guys have stuff that we don't get. Some of which I think is bullshit. Like, well, I think some McDonald's, you can get like a beer or something, can you? If you could get beer at McDonald's here, we would not handle that well. That would be bad. It'd be very bad. You know, that would not turn out good. That would be bad, bad news. <laughs> you, we already can't handle ourselves with the fucking large soda. Let alone like, oh yeah, it's a dollar for dudes would just be rolling up in there and be like, just fill up my van. Just fill up the whole car of fucking beers. Ah, so you don't have the McRib. What about Meow the Cat over in Latvia? Do they have the McRib? In Latvia, McDonald only serve hash brown and fry because just potato. That's all good. Oh, people laying on the floors and fighting. They do that now. <laughs> they do that now. That would be the, that would be the worst of the issue. They would they would be going bonkers, fucking ape shit. <laughs> All right, podcast folks, we're gonna take your break a little bit early. We're gonna take a break right now because I got a huge thing to talk about, and we're gonna do it in inverse order. Okay. Be right back. All right, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start backwards because I know Londi might be getting sleepy, and Meow the Cats. Well, we still don't know what the fuck he's doing, dude. I'm doing weirdness. Don't stream whatever it is. Oh, you got pizza in the oven? Mm. What's on the pizza? All right, but I'm going to switch over and show this sooner rather than later, okay? So, I'm going to talk about this a little bit before, but uh, rest in peace, Erica, unfortunately. But instead, say hello to... Heidi. So, yes, new motorcycle. So, this is Heidi. Uh, she just got delivered today. So, that's her from the front. And that's from the side. Um, you may notice, by the way, and thank you very much. Londi says, Heidi looking sweet. Not gonna lie. Black Cat's like, hello, Londi. Uh, you may notice, uh, or not notice, this is the bike that Arnold rides in Terminator 2. Uh, in Terminator 2, uh, Arnold uh, rode a fat boy. This is the new modern version of the fat boy. Uh, there's a shot from the other side 
So you can see detail styling wise, this is uh, quite a bit different from the last bike that I had. Uh, do you get a, ba a back shot? No, because there's my license plate in it. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to take one. I'll block out the license plate. Um, you can you can see me, by the way. Look at me taking a picture on like a squashed octopus. Look at that. You can see me there too. Um, but you can see on this bike uh, some big differences. Uh, <laughs> do that bicep. Oh. Thanks, Lonnie. You're the best. Um, you can see a, a few points of note, okay? Number one, look at the big fucking fat tires. Uh, so truly a fat, a fat boy. Um, big fucking tires. Uh, big fucking tires on it. Uh, you can't really... Well, you can sort of tell from the back. But the back tire is even wider than that front tire. So it's a big fucking tire. Um... You can see that it's got floorboards. You can see, in this case, that it is the Milwaukee 8 114. The motor in the other bike that I had was a Milwaukee 8 117. Oh, look, there's hidden hidden sunglasses. Hidden sunglasses. What's that all about? Uh, really, really sleek. Uh, you can see otherwise, forward controls, again, uh, floorboard, single large giant uh, LED headlamp. And when you look at it from the side, here is a neat thing about this. Okay, so I'm going to go into some very quick bike details. The other bike that I had was a touring bike, Harley Davidson's uh, heaviest line, mostly geared for freeway riding, softest suspension, uh, pretty big motors. Uh, those are like, I hesitate to say the other top of the line bikes, but for the most part, um, heavier. So that bike weighed like 1100 pounds or something like that when it was full of gas. And this is a class down. So this is what's called a soft tail. Or if you ever heard people talk about a Dyna, this is sort of the, it's not really a Dyna, but this is what they replaced the Dynas with is, are the soft tails. And so it does not have quite the lush suspension that the touring bikes have. But this particular bike has very good suspension. You can see on the front forks, big pistons on there. And again, the giant tires. Plus, here's what is neat about this bike. This little thing right here. So see how there's a two, three, four, five? You can adjust the suspension on this bike by just turning that dial. Not all of the soft tails have that. Some of them you have to take the seat off and use a little wrench to adjust a cam or uh, pull this little lever. This one, it's just a click adjuster on the side. So for example, if I was riding with someone else on the back, you'd probably wanna click that closer over to three. If you had someone else on the back and saddlebags and a trunk, you'd probably want to move it all the way over to five. So that's basically how how hard or soft, uh, you know, because it is a pneumatic uh, rear suspension. So um, some different details. This brake pedal is a little small. I feel like they, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that. Like it should be all the way over to the other side of the floorboard, but. Yeah, it, if they weigh any more than that, you're just fucking walking. The, like, seriously, though, you look at it, and it's rated up to almost, like, 500 fucking pounds, like, extra, besides the rider. Like, it's pretty crazy um, how much you can actually put on there. So, yeah, if you're at that point, no, just maybe get your own bike. Um, you can see from the paint. Now, it isn't quite a purple. It kind of looks like a purple, but it's a very dark, rich kind of russet red that looks slightly purplish in some light and slightly brown in others. But I did not like the bright red paint that was on some of the other bikes. And I was like, ah, you know what? I think I'm going to change from the all black, 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 black. So it's got sort of this red tank teardrop tank with the black on the inside and you know some little detail around the side and again in the opposite fashion of the last bike 
I feel like the first straight glide that I had had too much chrome because there wasn't enough chrome, if that makes any sense. I kind of feel like if you're going chrome, you need to go fucking chrome or don't. And so this bike is fucking chrome. Chrome, chrome, chrome. She is shiny girl. Um, and honestly, I, in thinking through it, was kind of like, you know what the nice thing about that is better visibility. So from the bike that just got ran into, being that it was black with some flat matte black and whatever, well, kind of hard to miss this one because fucking you shine any light on it and it's like a giant mirror. Uh, I mean, chrome, chrome upon chrome upon chrome. Um, and kind of like when you do just a little bit of it, I don't know, it makes it look like an old fart bike. I mean, sometimes they look kind of cool. And like, dude, either go bonkers ass with the fucking chrome or don't do a lot of chrome. Do a very minimal amount of chrome. So this is the opposite of the bikes. This is bonkers fucking amounts of chrome. So. Now, given that you've seen some pictures, watch this video. I don't know what is up with this. Like, fucking. <laughs> the guy falls into the hole and just bursts into flames. <laughs> Doug McClure versus Caveman. You're very close. It's very close to Doug McClure versus Caveman. I don't know why it didn't play the uh, audio. I think when I switched this other microphone on, the audio got screwed up, unfortunately. Because this guy makes a hilarious yell. He's like, <laughs> Like, he just flat falls in there. That is, by the way, a very good British-made movie. A British adventure movie. The Land That Time Forgot. Starring uh, a whole bunch of British actors and actresses. Um, yeah, he's in some great movies and, uh, it's kind of a fun adventure flick, but some of the, some of the special effects on that just get a little hilarious. Um, you know, that was before they could CGI a guy falling into a fire pit. Uh, let's see the land that time forgot was 1974. British American adventure fantasy film. Directed by Kevin Connor, written by Michael Moorcock and James Cawthorn. And it stars Doug McClure, John McHenry, Keith Barron, Susan Penhaligon, Anthony Ainley, and Declan Mulholland. I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's actually pretty, pretty solid. Some pretty cool, neat little models of the dinosaurs and shit. Eating each other and doing all that shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, yes, the Godzilla. Well, he's watching my back. It's not growing on my back. He's got my back. So fuck with me. You gotta mess with Gia. You had a crush on him as little because in some of your favorite dinosaur movies. Dude, it's fucking amazing dinosaur movies. All the dinosaur movies. But Revan Master, hope you're doing good. So yesterday I talked to a friend of mine. And I mentioned and was talking about the whole disaster mess with uh, my motorcycle and that it might take up to 70 days or more to get it back and repaired. And this buddy of mine, he's been riding bikes, I think since almost like junior high school. So he's ridden tons of bikes, a uh, very experienced rider, has a lot of knowledge, uh, pretty good mechanic. And I said, you know, I was looking around for cheap bikes, but really kind of aren't any unless you're going to get one that's very old with a lot of miles and again i'm not a mechanic so like i like that gives me some hesitation and given that it's a motorcycle as opposed to a car the idea that the thing may explode or fall apart while I'm on the freeway is terrifying so in discussing this with him, I was like, I, you know, I looked at some of these other bikes, but like even ones that were sort of in the price range that I was initially looking to spend, by the time you get done with dealer fees and everything else, it's like almost half again the price. 
And so I said to him, I want to ask your opinion on this. Dealership said that there's nothing mechanically wrong, meaning the frame isn't bent, the forks aren't bent, the wheels aren't bent, nothing of that is quote-unquote bent or damaged. I said, but, and he kind of interrupted me and he goes, yeah, they say that, but that guy didn't take the whole engine and everything else apart and inspect it. He didn't inspect all the seals. He didn't inspect everything on there. And you're going to get it back. And then six months, a year from now, you're going to see leaking oil and go, what the fuck is that? Or you're going to go, boy, the belt, the belt, the drive belt on the wheel needs to be replaced. Oh, now it's burning through belts. And it's got this rattle and it's got this sound and it's got this problem. And once that happens, now if you go to sell it, you're going to have to disclose that or you're going to get in big trouble. At least to a dealership. And if you do that to a person, you might sell them a bike that gets them fucking killed. Besides of which, you're just going to have anxiety now of when is this thing going to fuck up because there's some unknown crack or seal break or misalignment on something somewhere. He goes, and so I know what you're getting at right off the bat. And my response on that is, yeah. Like, uh, River Master is a crappy. It fucking sucks. There's a lot of suckitude to this. So, Let's take a break from that conversation for a moment. So the insurance company, okay, and this is Geico, and I kind of read them a little bit of a riot act on the phone today. It was maybe a little more aggressive than it should have been. But Geico uses this service called like Snapsheet to do their appraisals, to send out their inspector and do appraisals. Okay, the bike is at a Harley-Davidson dealership. So bikes at a dealership. They initially were like, an inspector's going to, you heard that whole story. Inspector's going to come out, doesn't come out. It's a waste of time, fucking whatever, you know. The guy, the gecko is annoying. He's creepy, you know. He used to be kind of cute. No, I just want to squash him to eat him. Um, but, but the dealership goes, okay, well, they did all their estimates. They wrote everything up. They itemized it all out. And that came to like $6,500. To say, we'll just round, use an easy round number, 6500 And they're like, no contact from this appraisal dude or anything. Like, what in the fuck? Appraisal company emails me. And they email me a repair estimate. And their repa- their repair estimate is $3,500. Yeah, so you're off by about 3000 So I told this to the dealership and said, well, I got this fucking notice from them. It's way off. And he goes, yeah, I don't know what's with that. That typically happens. We typically have to get concessions and variants for that. We'll contact them. We'll figure out what's going on. So they send contact to this place saying your estimate and our estimate are not on the same page. And of course, they hear nothing back. So I'm like, okay. So fast forward past some story. This is like this is gonna be like a Christopher Nolan fucking movie or Quentin Tarantino. So then today I get a Email message from Geico. Hey, your claim's all done. Here's your, we're going to send you a check for 3500 Just click here and accept the check. And everything's bright as rain. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> so I call them. 
and they're like, hey, uh, you know, well, how can we help you with it? I said, dude, you know, I just got an email message with this whole thing about a check getting sent to me in this estimate. I said, this has been like the worst experience, like having to chase the Snapsheet company or whatever around. I said, this is just like, this is so frustrating. And, it, and, and I feel like the guy got a little defensive, which is fine. Cause I basically told him him and his company were shit. So I kind of deserve that. But like, you start talking back and forth. And so, you know, I laid out the scenario to him. I said, well, number one, the check shouldn't go to me at all. Like I'm not repairing the vehicle. The vehicle was sent to a dealership because it needed mechanical work and inspection and everything else. Like don't send it to me. Like the, the dealership is supposed to get that a number one B number two, the estimate that the dealership sent and what this appraisal company sent is way off and nobody can get a hold of them. Like nobody can get a hold of anybody at this place. The dealership said that they tried to contact them and like heard nothing back. And so anyway, <clears throat> insurance guy was like, well, uh, it's like, okay, well, number one, if you click the thing and accept the money, just because you say you're going to, whatever is no legal thing, mumbo jumbo. And he's like, B, if you did accept that anyway, like there can always be concessions after the fact. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's over and done, even though that's the way the email kind of reads. Apologize for that. I'm like, maybe you should update that then. Also, I tell you what, why don't we get this other company on the phone and talk to them? And I said, look, I'm like at work and I got shit to do or whatever. Like, it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I can call them. I'm like, but I kind of want to get to the end of this rant race. Reverend Master, you're correct. I'm like, no, I'm not clicking that. I'm not taking it. Just fucking that sounds like a load of horseshit. So he's like, okay, well, yeah, let's call them. It's getting right now. So he calls him up and the phone rings and rings and rings and then picks up and then says, hi, this is bull, our bullshit company. Uh, an agent, whatever, will be with you shortly. And then it's just music. And then we're just sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And he goes, man, I don't, he's like, I don't know what's up with this. Like I said, yeah, see, if nobody can get a hold of this fucking place. I didn't say fucking place. I just said, yeah, this is the problem. Nobody can seem to get a hold of them. Like they're like holding up the whole, I said, and I just feel like I'm a guy stuck in the middle trying to play middleman between all these parties. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, this really isn't my responsibility anyway. I didn't hit the vehicle. It's not my insurance. It's not like you guys, like, fucking you guys figured out. <laughs> I don't have the power to do any of this. So, he goes, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to read you a summary. N number one, you don't want the check to go to you. You would like me to reroute the funds to the dealership. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Number two, there's an issue with this thing. I'm going to figure it out. Like I'll call them back. I'll figure it out. You know, whatever. Also correct. Yes. I said, and also I will call the dealership and tell them about this conversation and make sure that they've had this communication and everything else. And he goes, okay, cool. That's great. This is my direct line. You can hit me up. So get off the phone with him, leave a message at the dealership and say, look, you know, I know you guys said you sent this thing to this place, but like, Nobody can get a hold of them. The insurance company is trying to pull bullshit with me. I told them no. Deal with you guys. Like, I don't want to be in the middle of this. The money should go to you. I'm not clicking on shit. Um, and so anyway, uh, a few minutes later, 10, 15, 20 minutes later, I get a message or a call back from the Geico guy. He's like, yeah, well, I finally got a hold of the people at Snapsheet. Part of me is like, yeah, you probably had to call some other number, some supervisor and go, what in the fuck? Why does nobody here pick up the fucking phone? Like, we're going to get shitty reviews for this because you guys are dropping the ball. 
they claim they never got an adjustment from the dealership, which I don't believe that at all. I believe they did, and they're just fucking shit up because they fucked shit up with the first appraiser who was supposed to come out here and didn't fucking show up. And then they're like, oh yeah, nobody's coming out there. I just sent text. What the fuck, you asshole? You told me there was somebody coming out here. Fucking, you don't even know what you're doing in your own goddamn company? What the fucking fuck? So anyway, he's like, I talked to them, like, they're going to contact the dealership. You know, I told them this needs to get resolved. I said, okay, you know, talk to the dealership too. Like, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. Here comes the juicy part. You ready? A short while later, I'm at the gym. And while I'm doing my warm up at the gym, my phone rings. So I see it's the dealership. So pick up the phone. It's the service manager guy that I've been talking to. And he goes, well, I got to the bottom of the discrepancy. Are you ready for this? I'm like, yeah, what what was the deal? He goes, well, number one, you know, we had on our end that labor costs, again, I'll use simple round numbers. Labor on our end costs $120 an hour. They had labor penned in at $55 an hour. Also, on our estimate, we had that this is going to take say eight hours worth of work for the assembly and everything else. They had two. (laughs) He goes, so the parts were pretty close other than the one that they like the fender they had missing is, but they, and he goes, so I talked to this place. I mean, yeah, they're, they're just fucking, yeah. See, Reverend Master, I'm with you. They're waiting for people to click on that shit and accept that money and accept it to me. And then they can play the whole rigmarole route. And so I'm like, no, I'm not taking that. Don't you dare fucking send that to me. I will. I do not want that. Don't mail a check to me. Your thing has this whole, oh, if you don't, if you don't um, accept the, the thing and click on it, then it's just going to automatically mail you a check. No. I do not want it. I will not cash it. I will not accept it. Dealership and you talk. Not me. So as he's talking to this place, he's like, we like your labor is way off. And, and, And he goes, and I'm reading their breakdown and they have breakdown for the repair. And he goes, they had a lot of stuff that was just marked as zero hours. He goes, so like what? The top of the saddlebags just magically attach themselves? <laughs> like those saddlebags, if you've never seen the inside of one of the ones, especially the newer ones, it's not just a simple hinge on a shitty lid. It's a very sturdy hinge with a quick lock on the inside with a rubber gasket. Then there's two wires that connect to it. And there's also this piece of fabric that connects and sort of runs through the top so that when your saddlebag opens, it doesn't flop and put pressure against the plastic. It doesn't put it against the actual saddlebag itself so that you don't damage the material and put bends and shit in it. Or if you forget to latch it and you start riding and it flops over, it doesn't just fucking break the hinge off and go flying off down the fucking road. It's not like a simple Tupperware container. It's actually pretty nicely, like, they're really fucking sturdy. So he's like, yeah, what do you think? It just appears on its own? What the fuck? He goes, they had, like, zero labor for all the saddlebag shit. And they had, like, zero labor there was like something else that they had like no labor attached it was like no la- no labor for like a crash guard or something stupid he goes yeah they had two hours i said you're gonna be shitting me who the fuck would think that it would take two hours to replace all that stuff he goes i don't know he goes this company this is just what they do 
damn guys that come out and just look at the stuff who have literally no idea what they're fucking talking about. See, I think even if it's not scamming on their part, I think it's half incompetence. The guy just looks at some pictures and photos. He probably took 30 seconds, walked around it, went, eh, doesn't look bad. I don't know. It's an hour. It's like, no, dude, you have to take the fucking front headlamp assembly apart and replace it. You got to rerun the wires and shit through it. You need to take the crash bar bar off the front, which goes on two sides, and rebolt that back on and make sure that it's solid and straight. You have to take the front fucking fender off and redo it. Like, it's not an insignificant amount of work. Man, yeah, it's not like you're rebuilding the engine, but dude, two hours, give me a goddamn break. So he goes, yeah, that's where the discrepancy was. And then when he tells them, yeah, you also, you have this marked as like 50 bucks an hour or whatever for labor. Like, no, it's $160 an hour for labor. This company comes back and he goes, yeah, well, we're not really going to pay that. We'll, we'll pay $120 an hour and your customer can make up the difference. <laughs> yeah. And so the guy at the dealership goes, no, actually, number one, that's illegal. You can't do that. You will pay what our service hours are listed for. That's listed in the shop. That's not a negotiable thing. Like it's this amount per hour. You can't tell a, a mechanic to change the posted rates per hour for your claim. Illegal. A. B. My customer ain't paying for shit. Your client and the person through your agency is the one that caused the damage. He ain't paying anything. So if you do want to go collect some extra money, you can go chase Geico and have Geico chase their customer for this. Cause we're not, he, he's not paying nothing like go fuck yourself. And this is where like, I kind of love mechanics and all that stuff, especially like the, you know, the motorcycle guys at this place. He's like, dude, we deal with this bullshit all the fucking time. He goes, you know, they try to fuck you guys. He goes, I, I know this stuff is expensive. We know Harley is expensive. I get it. But like on the same token, we aren't going to rip you off for any more of this. And he goes, no, no asshole is going to tell me how much I charge my mechanics for fucking labor. It's posted here. It's official on the thing in the shop, that's how much it is for an hour of service. That's what you're going to pay. We're not, we're not taking a little bit of it and somebody else can find the cash. No, fuck that. He goes, so I handled it. I handled all that. It's all square. The money's all even now. I'm on it. Don't worry about it. Once I finally got this back and got them to send me back the like full breakdown of all this stuff is yeah, horseshit. You fucking believe that of course you can as they posted on twitter fucking insurance fucking slime balls i feel like you wouldn't believe it if i said no everything was great as a matter of fact the insurance company is like let's throw in some extra and make you extra happy no the fucking and and well i'm gonna call geico back i'm gonna say look I apologized the other day for saying that this was a horrible experience and making it sound like it was necessarily you guys because you've been fine. But this snapsheet company you deal with, terrible. One fucking star. They get one star. That is maybe the worst appraisal experience I have ever dealt with in my life with numerous crashes and people I knew who had crashes. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Snapsheet. Pounding up your fucking ass. You fucking suck. Your company fucking sucks. Eat a literal fucking bag of my shit. You understand me? Eat a bag of my fucking shit. fucking hassle i'm trying to get shit done and everything else and i gotta deal with this crap suck my dick black cat says hey but you mean mine's 
There's a giant hailstorm in Colorado in the 90s. All the insurance companies had set temp offices and hired extra people. Yeah, I'm sure that was fun. Insurance companies get... I mean, you see the shit that they're going through in Florida, by the way, right now? Insurance companies just being like, well, sorry, we're bankrupt. Bye. Like, <laughs> dude, you mother fuckers. You could pay them premiums for 60 years and they will just leave you high and dry. They don't care. I mean, lawyers may be scummy, but I feel like at least lawyers are just upfront with their scumminess. Yeah, man, I cost $4,000 an hour. Uh, insurance companies are like, oh, come to, come to Progressigo and we really care for all your needs. No, no. I'll be lucky if I get the bare minimum of service after getting ass raped with a pine cone. For the last how many fucking years? Don't talk to me like you're a fucking friend. You're the fucking worst. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> you get an old farmer who's been screwed over. He's writing everyone giant checks. You get about $1,500 extra for some hail dents. Good. Fuck the insurance company. Good on the old fucking farmer, too. We are farmers. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> That's my that's my thought on insurance companies. Like, I've actually had, knock on wood, fairly good experiences with Allstate. But, dude, I've heard some horror stories there, too. It's just a mess. It's a fucking mess. So, ultimately, what I did is on Sunday, I'm like, well, let's just see. So, I went to the dealership, met with a sales guy there. And I laid out the whole story of what happened, where I was from, where I came from, the fact that I bought the bike at their sister dealership in Detroit. I said, look, here's the thing. You know, it's here in service in your shop. Insurance is covering the bill. It may take 70 days to get the parts and whatever. That's if it even takes that long. It may even be longer than that. So my thought is, what if... There's a way to sell you guys the bike and trade that in and just buy a new bike. Is that even possible? It's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking see what we can do. So because the stream is running close to the end, I'm going to try to hurry up this part of the story. But what that came down to was, all right, well, go look around some bikes. He's going to go talk to the sales manager do whatever. So they do that, looking at some bikes. And again, I'm like, I don't know if I want a bagger. I think I'm going to look at these soft tails. They had the Heritage Classic, which kind of looks like the bike I had. They have the low rider, which is okay. <clears throat> they had the Street Bob, which is a little lighter weight and a little higher up than the bike that I bought. Uh, there's one other one that was there. can't remember the name of it. And then there was one fat boy sitting there. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, that just has such a different, distinct look than like a lot of the other bikes here. You know, the Street Bob just looks like a bigger sportster. Not that I don't like the sportster. But the guy, one guy's like, you wanna sit on it? I'm like, yeah, okay. So he kind of wheels it out. And I sat on it, I'm like, that seat is perfect. The hand controls are perfect. Like, I think the hand controls are even better in a better position just for my body size and style than the last bike I had. Plus floorboards. And I'm like, man, this bike just feels so fucking light. And he's like, do you want to test drive it? Because initially I was like, oh, maybe I'll just take the street bob out. I was like, I wouldn't mind taking a test drive. So as it turns out, there was another fellow there who was taking a test drive. So we did a little mini group ride. They had a, a guy from the dealership sort of lead us around. So we all saddled up and we rode out and rode around a little bit. Gave it a chance to take some turns, get some straightaways, get a little bit of some speed, go over some bumps and everything else. And I was like, this bike is so planted to the ground. 
it is so smooth and stable. I think it almost feels more smooth and more stable than my other bike. Now the turning is difficult. You have to work at turning on this bike, which I'm not super happy with. But again, it's not like I bought a sport ninja so I can fly around corners at a bazillion miles an hour. And that's because of that those fat fucking tires. But on the other side, when you punch the throttle on that because of that big fat back tire, you just go. And granted, it's a slightly smaller engine than the other bike. But I think the throttle response and the gears are tuned a little tighter. And because it's significantly lighter, yeah, I mean, it, it's no crotch rocket. But that thing fucking goes. She goes. So I got back to the dealership and I'm like, man, other than this foot brake pedal seems tiny for whatever reason. I kind of fucking love this bike. I said, honestly, like, I think if you, she goes, all right. So we go back to crunch some numbers. And what it came down to is here was the price of the bike they would pay in its current condition. Here's what they would give me if it's being repaired, which it is. Blah, blah, blah. So I had to put some money down. I'm not going to disclose how much. It wasn't a ton. It was about the same amount of money that I was willing to pay for a cheap, crappy bike in the meantime. And my monthly payment went up by 60 bucks. Now, part of the reason why the monthly payment went up by 60 bucks is it's a pretty crappy interest rate. So what I'm probably going to do is wait a few months and then I'm going to go talk to some credit unions and see if someone else will buy the lien and give me a better rate and then I'll lower payments so the end result of all that is sorry erica erica the third is going to be the last erica i don't think i can reuse the name now because now it seems slightly cursed so i picked a different name heidi means of a noble kind in german uh i have a good friend of mine a manager who's a very sweet just brilliant woman uh, that I knew back in Detroit, whose name is Heidi. And she was always like, oh, I hate the name Heidi. It's like, why? It's a beautiful, I'm like, it's a beautiful name. It's like historic and classic. She's like, oh, I don't know. I always just like, just didn't like whatever. It's like, no, I think your name's, I think it's great. So anyway, I sent her picture to I was like, I hope you don't mind, but you are now the name inspirate. Like you now have a motorcycle named after you. And she's like, that is so cool. I fucking love it. So that's it. That's a story. It was kind of a whirlwind operation between doing all that yesterday. I mean, that's four hours or whatever at a dealership between doing that bullshit and then going through the bullshit today of dealing with all this insurance crapola, but they did get it delivered. They did deliver it to me and it's here. So Assbreaker? No, that would have been the Sportster. The Sportster is a little bit of an assbreaker. Doesn't really have much suspension. You really feel the bumps on that thing. That's the assbreaker. Or you get one of the real old hardtails. You get like a get like a drag bike. It like fuck. It's like fucking just a solid frame with a wheel on it. That's an assbreaker. This bike's like riding a sofa. It's fucking amazing. So. That's it. That's the story for you. Again, remember, there is no stream tomorrow. I have a long work night uh, coming up in front of me, so no stream tomorrow. We will see you Wednesday night instead. Uh, and so that's going to kind of do it. Reverend Masters, my father had to replace the touring seat because he wasn't able to ride it for a long journey. The old seats were trash. The new seats maybe aren't amazing but this seat's pretty good and it's nice and wide um the aftermarket seats are better but you typically only get a couple years out of the seats anyway and then you have to replace them um but man the variety of seats that they have out there is awesome 
gel filled seats, tons of crazy seats. Uh, the seat that I had in my touring bike wasn't terrible. Uh, it felt to me a little short, but was otherwise okay. But the seat on this bike is fucking nice. It's nice for my big booty. Chris is glad you have a new bike. Make sure you rub a bubble wrap, a mega bubble wrap, mega wrap. I'm going to put, I'm going to get fucking hazard flashers and lay them on the ground around it in a circle, like a fucking salt barrier so that people don't just goddamn crash into it. I told you about that too, by the way, right? I went back to that place and looked. She was totally going the wrong way against the parking spaces. Going the wrong way against the parking lines. And I imagine was probably in a rush, probably not paying attention. Swooped around another vehicle and figured that space was open and miscalculated. And again, because she was going the wrong way against the lines, didn't have enough room and crashed. So... Don't do that. If you find yourself going the wrong way in a parking lot, fucking watch your shit. And like, pay, pay attention. Just pay attention, please. And don't. All right. So say at the end of all episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. Get yourself some rest. Love you. And we will see you all again next time. Thank <laughs> you.